This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 30, Organize Like a Boss. Welcome back to Cultivate a Good Life, or as I like to say, Cultivate a Good Life. Cultivate a Good Life. A? <laughs> Becky doesn't like it when I emphasize the A, because really it's not capitalized anyway. Cultivate a Good Life. Cultivate a Good Life, guys. We're glad that you're here in an effort to cultivate the best life ever. That's what we're trying to That's do. That's the goal here, to be awesome. Always the goal. Always a good time here as well, no matter what we're talking about. And today we get to talk about organization but with a twist this I is I don't want new. you to like freak out that what? we're talking about we're not going to like conmar you here this that was is a not a weird way to say that conmar is like the the con marie no it's conmar is like the... it's i know but it's marie condo but then when you but her method is called marie or is called con am i wrong um i always. swear i thought it was conmar <laughs> okay let me look she's looking it up while she is <laughs> Okay, it's listed on as Conmar and Conmarie. Oh, geez. We're both right. That's funny. Either way. Either way. Not that. <laughs> not that because we don't want you to feel it's stressed not out. That. Or like today is not the day to handle this. In fact, we want to change the way you think mm, about organization. That's what we want to so do. So that you can be a boss. Yep. But before we dive in, let's hear a word from this week's sponsor. The backpack that both of us carry around just about everywhere is from Ryla Pack. We've talked about it before in the context of traveling, and to be clear, it's the everything backpack for both of us. Sure, it's great for travel, yes, but we love it for every single day. I use my backpack every day and in fact have completely replaced my purse with it because I cannot get away from the awesomeness of this bag. It is the unsung hero in my very full life as a mom on the go. So picture this, beautiful design, minimalist organization and function that makes my heart sing. It has a perfect amount of pockets to keep your items protected and organized. And yes, we even carry our laptops in the Ryla pack. I get that question sometimes. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's a good chance that you will see the bag make an appearance from time to time continually in our, in both of our Instagram sharing. So watch out for that. And you can learn more at rylapack.com. That's R-Y-L-A pack.com. And when you use Becky 15 at checkout, you are saving 15%. Save some money and get yourself the last bag you will ever need. So fun fact, what's special about this episode is that Becky and I just co-presented together officially for mm -hmm. the first time. It was our first date. It was our first ending. It was Arena. a live event. So yes. that's different than recording the podcast. Um, we did this event at Pinner's Conference in California and it was really cool. Now, here's kind of the backstory on that is that we knew we were going to speak together. That's fine. We knew we could talk about whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But really, when I was looking through all of the existing classes and presentations at Pinners, they really didn't have anything about something I love to talk about, and that's organization. And I'm like, you know what? That's not necessarily like what we do, said with our quote, air quotes in terms of like, you know, part of, well, actually, I do, huh? I, or, I, I was going to say, organize their memories. maybe, maybe you do. <laughs> no, and but maybe I, mean, I don't No, maybe. we both do. We both do. And that's the thing is I was like, okay, that's something that we can talk about. We called the class cultivate a good life, right? The name of the podcast mm -hmm. and my tagline and stuff and organize it. So mm -hmm. we just took a spin on doing that. Now here's the fun thing. When Becky and I started diving in and talking about what are we talking about here? Both of us knew that this was not about organizing your drawers a specific way or lining your cupboards a certain way. This was about a way, way bigger picture. This mm -hmm. was about something deeper and more meaningful and more kind of underlined in how we think about organization. And that's where we were going to go with this. Right. And so that's what this episode is, is for most of you who were not there, um, because it was just a room that only held 150 people or something. And obviously not everybody's in California. Um, but we wanted to take what really we presented and make it a podcast episode because that only makes sense. So that's what we're doing. We're yes. going to walk you through what we shared there. But really, 
we could talk about this all day because it resonates with us and we hope that something that we share resonates with you. That's right. And we want to get started. And first of all, can we just like have a real moment here? Because let's do it. Every single one of us has areas of our home or life that are disorganized. Like, can I get an amen if you have heard a knock on your door or had your mother-in-law text you and say she was stopping by in five minutes and you go into like (laughs) red alert, high alert, Ah. push all the things under the bed, put the dishes away, like go in high alert trying to like project this image of organization, right? And there are so many amazing things about organization and we're going to talk about those too. But first we want to address the way that you look at organization. So I'm going to include this picture that I'm talking about in show notes, but I took a picture one day on my bed, just a selfie, and I was using it for an Instagram post that I was doing and it showed like my bed all made and my cool black wall, that shiplap and how awesome it is. And then I laughed because as I looked forward in the picture was my clean laundry mountain in my bedroom And so I quickly flipped the phone around and took a picture sitting in the same spot exactly what I was seeing, right? So in the picture, you're seeing this like person who's sitting on a nice bed in a clean room with makeup on and has it all together. And then you flip the camera around and there it was, my clean laundry mountain, which I love my clean laundry mountain. It's actually part of my organizational plan Mm -hmm. in my home. We'll talk about that later. But we want to make sure that this is not a discouraging topic. The The point of organization is not to appear like you have it all together. And if you are tying your emotions with organization or tying your expectations to people thinking you have it all together and how that's going to make you feel and look, that's not going to win. That's going to be a fail. It's not going to create any lasting habits because guess what? How you appear to anyone else is really none of your business. Totally. And it's just not something you can live your life around. No, we don't want to do that. So we want you to be thinking about what organization means for you. Like what, when you think organization, what organized, being organized means to me, like what thoughts come to your mind? And interestingly, we had, um, because we got to present this information live, we got some great feedback from our live audience. And I'll just share a couple of the thoughts that were shared there. Somebody mentioned that being organized to her meant that she could find what she needed when she needed it. Someone else. Yeah. I mean, that's a great thing. Someone else said that being organized means that she gets to clear her mind or her space so that she can be more creative, which I was like, Ooh, girl, that's I love that answer. Our wonderful woman, Karen, we met um, at the podcast shared that. And I was like, man, that is where it's at, right? Mm -hmm. Making space. What if we can change the way we think about organizing or cleaning or whatever that means to you instead of like organizing, what if we changed our verbiage and we said, we're making space. We're creating open space in our life, in our home, in our schedule, so that we can be creative or engaged or have more options to do things. And that's what we're all hoping for, right? For sure. So we're not organizing. We are creating open space. Or or we can say that we're organizing if it or makes us feel good. <laughs> also avoiding buying the same pair of pants twice because you can't find them in your pile of pants in your closet. Just if that happened Surely it didn't happen to me, but you would never do that. That's a problem. One of you have, (laughs) I mean, whatever, whatever. Okay. So you have this friend on Instagram and I have you showed me this picture. I'm like, okay, that's pretty typical of what we see on Instagram. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing is we scroll Instagram and I am actually good friends with several of these home decor people who, Mm -hmm. who that is kind of their space and their profession. And one of these friends I have, her name is Randy Garrett. She is she's an angel. Like she is just beautiful and warm and friendly and her home is white and spectacular. And that's what she does. She has cultivated that in her home and in her life. And that is truly and authentically who Randy is. And I absolutely love her for it. Great. If I projected what I thought I should be based on her, I would never leave my bedroom again (laughs) because (laughs) there is not a place on this earth where I will ever have all, you know, a white furniture situation in my house and have that be a success with the four beautiful and spirited children that I have. That just doesn't work for my life. Randy is the very best Randy and I love her. She's awesome. She's a light, but I can't be Randy. Well, and you're not supposed to be Randy. 
And by the way, Randy in this picture that you'll see in the show notes has a dog in her lap on the on the white chair. Yeah. So it's just it's everything that you would expect to see on Instagram. Yeah. And um, but the point isn't about Randy and it's not about those perfect pictures, because honestly, some people do live that way and that's fine. But the point is to connect with the way that you create that beauty and that space and that organizational surrounding right. for yourself in a way that makes sense. And that works for Randy's family. That is her gift. Like that is what mm-hmm. she does. I am not the same person. And so I have to really really examine what organization looks for in my life and determine my success or what I need to work on based off of myself and not any external idea of what organization should be like or looks like to other people. That just doesn't work. It is a sure way to create misery in your life when you're comparing yourself to others. That is truth. So I had this quote that we found, and I'm going to read it to you. It's pretty funny. It's from the UCLA Center on Everyday Lives and Families. I didn't even know that this existed. Neither did I. And I also don't think this quote is meant to be funny, but you'll see why I actually find it to be humorous. (laughs) It says, women who live in cluttered homes have higher levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Men, on the other hand, do not suffer from stress as a result of clutter in the home at nearly the same levels women do. I know that's shocking that men don't experience stress with a yeah, messy home quite the way that we do. Is anyone surprised by that? Did you also catch that little nugget of wisdom that when we live in a cluttered home, we have higher levels of the stress hormone cortisol? Does anybody else know what cortisol does? I do. What does it do, Rebecca? Oh, man, it makes us fat. It makes us fat. <laughs> so basically this quote is saying men are happy existing where they're at. And women are stressed out in a cluttered home. Oh, and they're gaining weight because of their stress hormones. What the heck? That seems like a deck stacked against us. This isn't fair. So I read this and I was like, what in the world? This is just not quite fair. And then when I was in my rational brain, I had to offer myself the thought, is it possible that men have it right here? Mm. Is it possible that them choosing to not have stress... And fat-causing hormones, is that maybe the better way? Possibly. Okay, I want to explain this next next thought to you because it will illustrate maybe some situations in my life, okay? We came across this phrase, and it's called rage cleaning, okay? So as I was really learning about and examining rage cleaning and how it relates to me, Um, that was an uncomfortable moment because I realized that this really applies so much in my life. Let me give you an example. Um, like I said, I have four kids, very busy schedule. We have sports, all the things that all of us have. We all have very busy and full lives, right? So when I am feeling out of control, whether it be over relationships or my kids' grades or our busy schedule or whatever. It can be whatever. I express that frustration in an immediate desire to have my entire family clean our house top to bottom. That seems harmless. Except it seems except fine. that it usually looks like, you guys, I've had enough. I am not taking care of this house by myself. Cancel your days. We are cleaning this house top to bottom, and we will go through as a family every single room and clean top to bottom. Now, while I think cleaning as a family is actually a really great activity, rage cleaning, <laughs> which is what, what was happening in my house, rage cleaning is not a good experience. What the heck? Why would I think my kids would ever have a good relationship with like taking care of themselves or their house when it is associated with mom having a mental break. Right. That's not helpful. Right. It's not helpful. And on the flip side, I can make cleaning and organizing a really positive experience, which is kind of what I have moved to once I came to the realization and truth that I am, in fact, a rage cleaner. (laughs) It's almost like that shift for you was you beginning with the end in mind. Maybe so. Maybe that's what it is. And that's something that we want to make sure that we bring home pretty much with every episode and every topic of all the land. because of in the whole world ever. Right. Because it makes sense. And so when you apply this principle of beginning with the end in mind to organization or creating space or whatever you decide to call it, what this really means is to take a moment to think about the end goal of whatever the organizational task is in front of you. And that looks like whatever you want it to be. So let's just take what you just said, Becky. And you Mm -hmm. were talking about how without putting thought into that, 
you went into full-blown rage cleaning. Not that I ever would relate to that ever, oh, ever, dear. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Guilty as charged. All right. So when you don't put thought into it and you just like snap at your kids, you go off on your family, you're like, let's get this done. The goal is what? What is the goal? There's not a goal. The goal, honestly, is to see order mm-hmm. in my home so that I feel peace in the disorganization going on inside of my heart, body, and soul. Okay. That sounds and like a good thought. Well, it's uh, that would be a good thought if that worked, but it, right. doesn't. it doesn't. I'm just work. looking for an external thing to control mm-hmm. to help me with internal things I can't control. This is true. Therein now, lies if, the problem. Well, it's only a problem if you think it is. Well, just no, saying. rage cleaning, I will say, <laughs> I believe that rage cleaning is a problem. Okay, so let's just take the... For me and my goals. Sure, right. Is it great to have a clean and organized house? Sure. How you get there, though, is totally a choice. Yeah. And that's... Where, and what even what that means? What, what does a clean, does organized house look like? Right. Because that's completely subjective anyway. Mm-hmm. But let's just take this thought that having a clean and organized house in the way that you want it and getting there and not wanting to be a rage cleaner, if you put just a moment of thought into it ahead of time and say, beginning with the end in mind, I would like that our family cleans and organizes the house together. That's fine. But mm-hmm. I would like for this to be a positive experience that we all feel like we're growing a little closer together through the experience. How would that change the way that we approach the project? Right. Everything. It, it would totally everything. change. And, and setting and making it part of a bigger goal. And I talked about this in our live class, but I had to really examine like, why do I want a clean house? Like clean house is a totally subjective thought. It's not a fact. It's the thought in my head. So why am I seeking after this ideal? Like why do? Take it down to the basics. Why do you clean and organize? Like really, why do you do it? Mm-hmm. For me, my number one goal with um, organization, especially as it ties into my family, is that I am trying to instill and teach my children how to take care of themselves and the environment around them. Yep. That is my, if I had to break it down to one goal, yeah, it, that would be the goal. Mm-hmm. And so the goal then, notice I did not say, is to have my house perfect so when people come over, they think I'm the master of the universe. Right. Although that would be Although, sweet. Although, I mean. But that's not my goal, <laughs> right? I'm not chasing after that. I'm chasing after a bigger, more meaningful goal. Right. What is it that Barbara Johnson said? Okay. So she said, um, never, never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. Guys, organization is only a problem if we see it that way, if we choose to think of it that way, and it's definitely less important than the person you love. Totally. So freaking out on our family, for example. Or making it about me. I can't mm -hmm. believe you expect me to keep... I can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. There's a way to express something bearing in mind the love you have for the individual over the expectation you have in your head. Absolutely. And there was something a college professor told me back in the day. Um, some of my longtime followers have heard me say this once or twice, but the that theory, that idea, that truth of beginning with the end in mind, um, in one sentence, I apply this over and over, and that is that the purpose of the task, or beginning with the end in mind, the purpose of the task is to strengthen the relationship. So whether we're doing right. dishes or... Um, working on organizing or cleaning our home or whatever it is going mm-hmm. on a road trip. If you always think that the purpose of this thing that we're doing right. is to strengthen the relationship, then you will always win. Everyone will always win no matter what actually gets accomplished in physical right. sense or not. And I think that you had some thoughts also about physical organization versus mental organization. What does that even so mean? I kind of alluded to this before that I realized that my control issue with like having a perfect house or to be honest, I'm just going to lay it out there. My hot button issue is countertops. Oh, I have white dude, countertops. Totally. I can't stand dirty or cluttered countertops. Mm-hmm. So if there are piles of papers on my countertops, even if they're organized, like it is nails on a chalkboard. Like this is one of those weird things that I have and I have made people miserable in my life because of it. If we're being totally honest about it. It's okay to have that thing. Totally it okay really to have is. that thing. That's not the problem. Not okay for me to push my expectation and my neuroses on other people. That just doesn't work. <laughs> but physical organization, we're talking about external organization, how your closets look, whether or not your house is clean, mm-hmm. um, how you're keeping track of your papers or your filing system or whether or not the beds are made. These are all external expressions of organization. 
mental organization is a totally different, um, a totally different thing. But sometimes I find that if you don't have your mental organization under control, you can try to solve mental organization problems with physical organization. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. And you're rage cleaning and everyone's having a bad experience. So let's first tackle our mental organization, which would your family's schedule, um, how you are list making or thinking about things, changing your thoughts regarding expectations and the goals you're trying to accomplish. Your mental organization is crucial, is crucial to get under control because it will make your efforts and physical organization means something, they will mean something positive and you will actually reach the goals that you are setting out to do. And we're going to be sharing some very specific examples of how to do that in just a few moments. And so there's some very attainable, like actually not hard to do types right. of things to make sure that you're in good shape that way. So I'm going to share a quote really fact, really fact. I'm going to pay. It's all good. Really? <laughs> it's okay. Fast. If we talk. And it's from Dr. Berg Carter and we will put this in show notes, but it says clutter makes us unfocused and sends messages to our brain that our work is never done. Additionally, it hinders us from creativity and productivity by invading the open spaces that allow most people to think, brainstorm and problem solve. Truth. That quote the creating space, mm-hmm. you need to be creating space in your home, in your physical environment, and you also need to be creating space in your brain. It's true. And the correlation we have found between organization and personal effectiveness is huge. Mm-hmm. That goes right along with that because when we have a little bit more order in our head, which is something that um, most of us are blessed to be able to control, right? because that's an, obviously there are some um, mental disabilities that prevent people from being able to totally get to that place. But most of us can. And that that's why I was saying, we're going to talk more about some of those specific tactics, but just remember that that, that is very, very true that the correlation between organization and personal effectiveness, or like we've said, creating that space, allowing us to be able to do other things it is huge. And it, it makes sense. Okay, now let's share something with you that has to do with the physical organization of um, your stuff. There's an acronym that I heard many years ago from a professional organizer named Julie Morgan Stern. And um, the acronym is SPACE, S-P-A-C-E. And don't worry about Every time you say that, do you know what what I hear? I don't know. R-E-S-P. I totally hear R-E-S-P-E-C-T. S-P-A-C-E-E-E. Ooh, you go girl. S-P-A-C-E. That's funny. Well, you know what? Space equals respect. Let's be honest. Oh, Ooh, I'm just going to respect my stuff. <laughs> and that is what space does. And I love this acronym because it helps me to remember the order. And the reason why this has become so significant to me, and seriously, it's been like probably 15, 20 years mm-hmm. since I heard the space in, um, uh, acronym. But it means so much to me because a lot of us have the tendency to just dive into organization and say the way of walking the aisles of Target and picking up random bins and thinking that because you purchased the cute bin that you're magically more organized. False. It doesn't actually work that way. Throwing money at a problem without the thought work being done rarely works. Although Target... It's a wonderful place to throw money. (laughs) It's a wonderful place to throw money. But before you buy the bins, before you think you're you're purchasing things that will magically make you more organized, this is the order that Julie Morgenstern recommends. And and don't worry about taking notes because I will put this in the show notes as well, which of course you guys know you can find at BeckyHiggins.com on the blog, okay? Because we just know that some of you are out exercising, walking the dog, doing dishes, laundry, running your errands, and you don't have the pen and paper right in front of you. So S stands for sort. You first sort. That means that if I'm organizing my office and I know that I want to organize all of the supplies and everything, that I need to bring everything into one place and I need to sort and create piles of likenesses. So all of my pens will be in a pile. All of my rulers will be in a pile. All of my paper clips will be in a pile and you get the idea. The reason why this is important is because when you sort first, you immediately off the bat have total realization and awareness of 
reality because mm-hmm. it's a total reality check. And we're putting a picture on the show notes of the picture Becky's talking about with I'm her not pencils embarrassed and at all. sunglasses and pens. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed. Such a large amount. <laughs> and it was such a good exercise for you to bring those all out and be like, wow. 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 wow, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I did not know I had so much of fill in the blank. That's right. what we find out when we or do so this. little. If you sort. Yes. I, I have totally thrown things away thinking I have tons of it and, and like no. thrown it away and had to rebuy it because exactly. I wasn't sorting. So do you see why this makes so much sense that you would sort first? Oh, for sure. Exactly what you're saying. You either find out that you have just the right amount or you have too much or you don't have enough or whatever, but you have to do that first because mm-hmm. then P in space is for purge. Once you've assessed because you've sorted and you see how much you have, then at that point you can go, okay. I so- don't need 87,000 pencils. No. Probably not. 79,000 will do. Right. Exactly. In my house, that is just fine. Right. But that's important to sort before you purge. Once you've purged Mm -hmm. and you truly want to get rid of the things that you don't use and that you don't love. And we were referencing Marie Kondo earlier. The name of her book is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I, I laugh every time because... For a girl who promotes simplicity and decluttering, that is the most cluttered title of a book I have ever heard. I can never say it right. Oh, how funny. The life-changing magic of tidying up. Anyway, she really has helped many of us change our perspective and how we look at the stuff, the mm-hmm. physical things in our life. And David and I listened to that audiobook together probably like four or five years ago. And we both got on the same page about what that means for us. And I'm bringing that up now because when it comes to purging, she will change your mind about how you think about your stuff. I highly recommend the book there. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with or connect with every single thing that she shares because some of the things get kind of interesting. Um, but whatever, take from it what you will and apply what you can. And it will change your life in a way of having less physical stuff than frankly, than you need. That's true. And basically to wrap it up in a nutshell there, what she says is if it doesn't bring you joy, Mm -hmm. get rid of it. Yep. Exactly. Very simple. If it doesn't make you happy, bring you joy and stir the feelings inside, toss it. Yep. Or if you don't use it, if it's Mm -hmm. not a practical use that you need to have. My hair dryer doesn't bring me joy. It really doesn't. It's fine. It does yeah. the job, but I need it. Yeah. Right? Okay. So yeah, don't throw away like your oven because you don't want to cook not or do something. That would <laughs> be terrible. So S is sort. P is purge. That brings us to A, and that is a sign. A sign means assign a place in your room, in your garage, in your house, at your office. Assign the area in which you want to store these items. So wherever that is, say it's a drawer, say it's a closet, say it's that room or that room assign the spot so that you know what you're even where you're even dealing with it because then that brings us to C which is containerize don't containerize until you know where the containers are actually going right so containerize means at this point when you know which drawer or which closet or which room and or whatever, what you're dealing with you've sorted it out right. you know how many containers you need exactly and then with some simple then you go to Target. Then you, then you sister, go to you just go on over to Target and you knock yourself out and buy the containers that you need that fit in the assigned spaces. Yeah. That's why it makes sense in this order. And then the E in space stands for equalize. And that means spending an equal amount of time. It doesn't have to be much. It could be two minutes a day, but spending an equal amount of time every day staying on top of the organization so that it never gets out of hand. That's it. It's really simple, S-P-A-C-E. So when you apply that, and I apply it over and over and over, um, it really makes a difference in Mm -hmm. how I approach organizational projects. Okay, now we want to get to some really fun, practical, like we've talked philosophically, we've talked kind of big picture, and we want you to feel some shifting in the way that we think about organization. But we also know that you love tips Mm -hmm. and applicable ideas for some things that you could do. Now, some of what we're going to share is really just scratching the surface on some of these. Some are going to make sense straight away, but some of them you'll want to dive in a little bit deeper and that's fine. But what we want you to do is just pay attention to just an area or two that really interest you. So don't feel like this is Becky Squared's list of this. Don't is make the- yourself a to-do list and want to check no. it off. That's the whole thing we don't want you to do. No, don't you do that. You just got to... 
think of the way this this is going to touch your heart or an area you can work on today in a small way that's going to take you towards that larger goal. For sure. And um, and for those topics that we're touching on that we're not going in deep, we'll definitely point you in the direction where you can learn more if you are interested. So um, one tip that we already brought up, but I just want to kind of make it one of the official because I made a list and I like I like my <laughs> That's list. Okay. Tip number one um, it is really this truth that decluttering is almost more important than organizing. And that's a big, you got to think about that. Like I, I think for years I organized to organize. <laughs> I would move my stuff around and I would feel like I was more organized when really all along, if I actually eliminated the stuff that I don't need or love, like we talked about, it, it really is a mind shift Mm -hmm. and it's a paradigm shift. So we recommend Marie Kondo's book. I should say I, I recommend, I don't know if you've read it. Have you read it? I think that I started to listen to it. Okay. And then didn't finish. Okay. It's a good one. I'm going to do this. It's just like, you get the idea. You're the one that summarized it. You know that if it doesn't totally get the idea, but man, when she illustrates some examples of like, Breaking it down, David and I would pause it and pause it and talk about it and go, whoa, this is how this applies to us right now. Yeah. And a lot of it didn't feel applicable if we didn't think about it because she were like, clearly she doesn't have, at the time, didn't yeah. have kids and doesn't relate to all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, no, you can apply the principles no matter what your situation. For sure. It's a good one. All right. Next one, family schedule. We said that we'd come back to this. You have a thought about family schedule. I do have a thought about family schedule. Yeah. The family schedule can be a very tricky thing, and it is totally on a, a, a what a family by family basis. I get. I guess I would yeah, say. Very for example, Becky is in a time in her family where they have pulled back on their um, requirements, their activities. It's just something her family is doing and that is serving her each child does not have 17 things are involved in correct each of our kids is involved in something or a couple of things that keep them on the regular you know active and stuff but yeah no it's not 17 things per child now for me I have a mixed bag so excuse me one of my kids is a huge athlete and plays club soccer and this is a very involved schedule right um my son plays football and then they have church activities and they have scouts and one of my sons is really not in any activities because he's just not wanting to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is with family schedule is I think there can be a tendency to like you to think that we are raising like little Olympic athletes and little musical prodigies. You cannot think about your kids activities like that. Like I don't want to break your heart. But the chances of your child going to the Olympics are pretty small. What? I know. It's a true statement that <laughs> the chances of them going to Juilliard also probably small. What? And we don't need to be in this perpetual motion phase of like signing our kids up for every single thing. I've seen so many kids burn out of activities by the time high school has rolled around because as a parent, we want to help our kids succeed and reach their full potential. And so, great, you're interested in karate? We're going to go to the best karate school and do all the classes. And then by high school, the kid's like, I'm done. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even feel like it. And to be honest, my girl that's in club soccer, she totally may burn out. But she is leading this charge. And we have no, like, mm-hmm. no reason have, to hold her back. We have no reason to hold her back. But I'm also not propelling her and encouraging her to do extra things. Right. Right. <clears throat> it's all her. That just doesn't work. So, the point is, is be intentional with your family schedule. Your kids need to be kids and you don't want to drive yourself crazy because if you don't have time to create that open space, if you don't create open space in your schedule, for sure, it will drive you crazy and you will drive everyone else crazy. Mm-hmm. Like a family that is constantly on the go and we are in a phase of go, go, go right now and it's hard. It is hard and we know that in it's a few hard weeks and it's, it's a coming. choice it is a choice right and so and we knew what we were getting exactly. into exactly we and knew what we were getting into and yep. we knew it was for this specific amount of time which is over in a few weeks mm-hmm. hallelujah uh-huh. and for that amount of time that served our goal exactly and so being intentional about the choice and making sure that the yes. family is all on board with that yes. is where it's totally fine you run your schedule do not let your schedule run you exactly preach and on a more practical level with the calendar in terms of family schedule I just wanted to mention that if you aren't already on some sort of an electronic calendaring system 
save yourself the hassle and be sure that your calendars are syncing for sure between you and your spouse. If you have kids with devices Mm -hmm. that have calendars, um, synced, sync them, make sure that they, oh my goodness, my kids now no longer, now that we got this going over the Mm -hmm. last year or two, we, nobody's wondering anything. And if, if some sort of social thing comes up for one of the kids and they add it to the calendar, I, they don't have to remember to even tell me. It's mm-hmm. on the calendar. Yeah. It's awesome. Make sure you're doing that. Okay, here's a fun fact. Something a little something that I started doing years ago. Um, speaking of technology and our phones, our devices, is that I really like to take advantage of the contacts on my phone in terms of adding notes to individual contacts on things that I feel are helpful for that relationship. So this is what I mean. Um, whether I know someone really well or I don't know them super well, but I want to be thoughtful about that relationship, when I learn something significant like, say, it's their um, family member's name, their spouse or child, or even their pet, like if that's something they love right, to talk about. important to them. Yeah. For example, like if, if Walter is just the center of your universe, Becky, and I don't remember his name, I kind of Aww. feel like a bad friend. But if I, maybe yeah. I put in your notes, Walter the dog, right? Walter Which I don't the dog. need to do because I know that his name is Walter, but you I'm just, got it. I'm just illustrating a point. Yeah. But if I have that in and I know I'm going to your house, I might quickly look at my contacts and go, that's right. It's Walter. Mm-hmm. Hey, Beck, how's Walter doing? Hey, Walter, how you doing, puppers? You right. Know? And so I think it just keeps us more thoughtful when sometimes, no, not sometimes, our brains can only store so much information yeah. and, and we're only able to retrieve so much information at once. And so when we kind of let some of that go and brain dump, I'm going to talk more about that in a minute, then we don't have to hold on to it. And that's why I like the notes section. So guess what I'm writing down in your notes today? That I'm awesome. And also, I will never remember the name of that licorice that you just fell in love with. I just won't. I don't oh. like licorice. I don't care for licorice. It's not important it's to called me. It's called But David, my husband, and Becky, my friend, researched together and found the most amazing licorice on Amazon. David ordered it. I brought some to Becky and surprised her today. She's pretty much delighted. I want to remember the name of this so that if ever she's having a bad day and I feel like I can boost her spirits with a little purchase of some favorite licorice, well, then by golly, I'm going to remember because it's in my contacts. All right. There you go. Love it. All right. So another fun thing that's super quick. I'm telling you, if you want to feel instantly organized without having to make it a big project, have matching hangers in your closet. If you need to now, do something today, <laughs> go spend $50 on hangers, change them out, and then pat yourself on the back. It's going to make you feel instantly better. And I'm going to take it to another level. You organize your clothes in Roy G. Biv and girl, you are set. What's Roy G. You just gave me a look. What's because Roy G. Biv? I know what Roy G. Biv is, but for me, I actually organize mine by like workout, dresses. That's fine. That's blouses. so do I. But within yeah. those categories, girl, it's Roy G. Biv. I can't do it. I know you can't, but what if I did a secret closet makeover on you one day when you didn't know it and you came home and you walked in the closet? You might sing. I'd for probably joy. cry. You'd probably cry of joy because all of your hangers will be matching and it'll be Roy G. Biv. So it will look pretty. And when you know that one day that you're like, I want to wear that one green blouse and you go looking for it and you can't find it, it's because it wasn't with the greens. I'm just telling you, That's Roy G. Biv, point. by the way, Roy G. Biv, I have to remember not everyone remembers like third grade art. Oh, Roy, Roy G. G. Biv is red, orange, yellow, green. Blue. Oh, green, Roy blue. G. Blue, indigo, violet. <laughs> Good girl. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to give you an A on that one. Thank so, you. Those are two quick things you can do in your closet today that will make you feel amazing. And actually, to your point, Becky, people should organize their closets the way that it makes sense for them, not mm-hmm. the way that someone else says it should be. But, but I also encourage you to clean my closet when I'm not home. Also, there's that. I'm going out of town next week. I'm just saying. <laughs> are you really? Going to Hawaii. <gasps> That's next week. Ooh. It is next week. Leave your door unlocked and I got you covered. All right. Check, check. Check, check. Okay. The next thing, another quick, quick, quick thing is have yourself a label maker. Pick one up on Amazon. We'll link to one in the show notes. It doesn't matter where you get it. But having a label maker is 
Mm, I almost said crucial. That sounds so extreme. It is not crucial for your like life, but really, I know if we your... use tape and like a sharpie, that works too. <laughs> That's fine but too. But looking beautiful and looking organized sure. really also there's is also wonderful. That. But the point is, label where applicable. So, for example, our garage is full of bins that have all of our holiday stuff, storage for a lot of things. You get the idea. Of course, that's what it's for. But if I didn't have labels on those, you know how much time I would waste looking for what I'm looking for? Come yeah. on. Who has time for that? So for label sure. your bins. And even better, we like to use the bins that we've gotten at Costco over the years that are kind mm-hmm. of see-through. So you can kind of see what's oh. going on in there. Even though it's labeled, we also get an idea of like what's in there. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Okay. Now, I got to tell you something super random, but this isn't about the specific tip. It's about the bigger tip. It's about the it. concept. It's about the buckle concept. Buckle yourself up because it's a little bizarre. Do you think it's bizarre? Uh-huh. We store socks in the bathroom. Hold on. It's bizarre in the greatest way, but it's yeah, that's way. weird. Okay. I don't ever think I'm going to put some socks on while I'm on the toilet. <laughs> Just not something that crosses my mind. <laughs> okay. At the time of recording this, we have not yet moved. I hope that when this episode goes live, we are in the new house. Let's just say that. I'm saying yeah, I'm putting it into the putting universe. Putting it in the universe. <laughs> so it's actually going to happen. Okay. So what I'm talking about is in my current house, in my current house that we've lived in for over 12 years. Okay. We have this little bathroom that's a powder bathroom near the garage. And so, you know, you've got to know where I'm going with this, right? So we leave, we come and we go all the time, day in, day out, multiple times a day um, through the garage door because that's where we're going to our car. So it took me a few years of living in the house to realize why are we running upstairs, which is where the bedrooms are. Mm -hmm. Why are we running upstairs to get socks? Because you know what happens at the last minute every time children are leaving the house. Correct. They can't find their socks, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, so we decided, I decided, I decided, I'm like, instead of doing what I think is what people are supposed to do, like say on Instagram and Pinterest, Mm -hmm. I think what makes sense is doing what makes sense. Right. So what makes sense is there's this little closet in the powder bathroom next Mm -hmm. to the garage while each kid is going to have a bin for their socks right there. Bam. Guess what makes sense? Totally makes sense. It does make sense. In my house, in this phase of life right now. Do you right? know where I keep extra socks? Tell me. And extra deodorant. Oh, my. In, in the, the console in my car. Yes. Because we That's had, what I'm talking about. When my children were young and going through puberty, I was like, oh, dear, did you forget deodorant? And oh, no, when they weren't in the habit yet. And you're like, I've got your back. Don't worry. Mama's got you. <laughs> that's awesome. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the concept. That's yes. the principle. That like, necessity. Do things yeah. that make sense. So really, the reason why I even put socks in the bathroom in the first place was because I thought about it. Right. I think sometimes we think, we, we don't think, and we just have stuff where we where it's... Where you think it should go. Right. When it's not a functional place. You got to think outside the box and think, dude... Where is in my house? Where would this even work? Where do we need it the most? Where does this make sense? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Deodorant in the car? Dang, right? Like that makes sense. Does it? Yep. Is it okay in the summer in Arizona? Yes, but only, well, yes. I mean, I'll tell you the kind we use. Okay. And then yes, that kind does last in okay. the summer. Good to know. All right. Two more things I want to touch on. Two things that I happen to be like the most passionate about. Even more passionate than Roy G. Biv. Are you ready for this? Roy G. Biv's pretty good. List making. Okay, your lists are (sighs) works of dang art. I stink and love them. And I've actually adopted a lot of the the format. But like I have adopted the format and it is so good because this list making isn't about just making lists. Like Mm -hmm. I told Becky, in the past, I've totally made lists um, when I was trying to like validate my existence. And I would sometimes put things on the list that I had actually already completed mm-hmm. just so that I could check them off and like leave the list out so my husband could see or someone could see what I was doing. You're and so funny. What is that about? I don't know. It was, and of course, my husband couldn't have cared less. And he one time was like, well, why, why are you leaving these lists out for me? Like, I know what you're doing. Like, don't worry about it. And it was awesome. It was good. But this list making goes to a much bigger principle of brain dumping. It sure does. And that is what I love about it is that it is literal. Okay, that isn't literal, is it? Brain dumping. It is brain dumping. What do I mean? Well, when ideas, thoughts, tasks, responsibilities, things come into my mind, I don't want to have to store them in my head. I don't want to have to store them in my head for a couple of reasons. Number one, I can't remember everything. My memory is actually pretty awful. And I think I, I really can remember don't. things. Like yeah. I really am like, 
or I'll think, oh, I'll respond to that text in six days later. Like mm-hmm. if I don't commit it to long-term memory through writing it down, I mm-hmm. absolutely forget. And I feel so bad about myself when I forget, oh my gosh, you know what? This actually happened this morning. I responded to an email Becky had sent me about recording today. Apparently I either read it and just like thought I remembered and put it out of my head, but I totally didn't remember this piece of this email. And it was because I probably didn't take time where I was multitasking. I didn't commit it to that permanent memory. And I always feel Blech. like that's right. not a good feeling when I well, but lose. it's preventable, right? right? Totally you know that preventable. And I know that. And that's why I love the system that I use for list making. Um, because when I write the things down, I don't have to remember the thing, mm-hmm. but here's the other thing that happens. Here's the, here's the amazing consequence of doing that. When I take stuff out of my head and I put it on paper and it is no longer in my head, now my head has more space. Mm-hmm. Like literally it feels like there's more space in my head. What happens when I have more space in my head? I am more functional. That's I right. am more creative. I am thinking bigger picture. I'm kinder. Mm-hmm. I'm more patient with people and myself. You're less cluttered and I'm totally. basically cultivating a better life when I brain dump. You're creating that space. And if you want to see and learn about how Becky makes lists, because that seriously could be an episode unto itself. Episode, I believe it's five, Time the Juggle is Real. She goes in depth about how she creates her lists and the different intention behind each of them to help her organize her thoughts, brain dump, and hit and the ground running. And it's not hard, guys. This it's is not, not like hard. this complicated system. But for what it's worth, if, you, if you're a visual learner like I am, just go to YouTube and search Becky Higgins List Making. And mm-hmm. back in the day, I don't know, probably a few years ago, mm-hmm. I did a video, a video which I believe is probably like 20 or 30 minutes long. It seems like why do you need to take that long to explain it? It doesn't actually take that long to explain, but I go into so much detail about the application yeah. of this kind of list making in my life and what it means. And and it's one of our most viewed videos of all time. It's a good times. one and it will change your life. So go check it out. Check that out. And then finally, you know I'm going here. You, you should know, go there. You know it's that important. I've got to touch on photos and documenting and preserving memories and this is all I'm going to say about it there's too much to this topic that's why Mm -hmm. we've recorded dedicated episodes about documenting and why we're going to weave that continually throughout the podcast because it's so important but when it comes to photos documenting preserving memories I think that so many people get turned off about the idea before they even give it a chance because why it's so overwhelming. They feel like they're going to fail inevitably mm-hmm. and they don't even want to start down the road because who wants to start down a road they feel like they can't be successful on? Exactly. It's yeah. just a thought. Mm-hmm. You can be successful with this. And so what all I'm going to say about this is because it's too loaded of a topic is I want to be sure that you are following me on social media. When mm-hmm. you follow me, Becky Higgins, LLC, Becky Higgins on Instagram and Facebook, when you follow, I am regularly sharing ideas and thoughts and support and tools and online classes and all of these things, products, anything, Mm -hmm. services that help you wrap your head around ways that it will work for you. Because there's not a one size fits all solution. Though I couldn't tell you in 30 seconds what I think you should do with your pictures or memories until I talk with you, until you ask yourself some questions. And so I would just encourage you to make sure that you're following what we're doing on social media, which is where I share so much about all of these topics. So that's just, I got to slip that in there because I think that the idea of organization can be daunting for some. And Mm -hmm. that's probably because it's a a learned practice. And if you're not practicing, if you're not in the habit, or if you're comparing yourself with what you're seeing out there on social media as your perfect definition of organization, Mm -hmm. it's so much more than that. It's organization is to help you to achieve your goals. And I'll go a step further to say, and this is something seriously I've like had the aha moment with in the past couple months. What's that? So is documenting. Mm. The reason for me to document isn't so like I give myself a pat on the back or to check a box. The reason why I want to document is because I want my story and my family's story and our experiences to be intentional and I want them to be to last. I want them to help people in the future. I want them to help us shape our life in the present. And documenting does all those things. And when you approach it that way with what you're saying and the thoughts that you are telling yourself, Mm -hmm. then that changes your approach to any of it. Instead of feeling like, oh crap, I can't do this. This is way too hard. I don't even know where to start. I have no clue. I'm so disorganized. I'm not creative. I'm I'm not creative. I have 70,000 pictures. I have all those bits. If you start telling yourself all of those things, 
those are circumstances. And, and yes, you may have bins of pictures or you may have 70,000 digital pictures on your computer or your phone. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But there's actually a way to approach it. And I think the important thing is what you just said mm-hmm. is that you approach it with this isn't even it doesn't have to be approached like an organizational project. It doesn't even have to be a project. It can be that you take one piece of your story and do something with it. Mm-hmm. And having something is better than nothing. And it will probably change your life when you feel and experience how easy it really can be. Right. So listen, with that. Here, here. Here, here. With that, we have shared little nuggets of what we hope will be inspiration and um, what? Sunshine and roses inspiration. and And I hope it just has helped you to have a little shift in your thinking because all of these things are good, but you know what's the best thing? What's the best? Having a stress-free life where you provide yourself space and time and love to create and to cultivate a good life. And you are not your level of organization. No, you are not. You want your organization to serve your purpose. Always. Right? Thank you, Beck. Thank you, That was a good way to tie that up. We sure love you guys. We love when you share about the podcast. It means so much to us. We are grateful when you leave those reviews on iTunes. You know what I really love? I love when they share in the stories. Oh, yeah. I love when you guys like tag us on Instagram stories and you... Um, let us know, or we are tagged when you share with your people, your family, friends, followers about something that you're loving about a specific podcast. Thanks for doing that. I end up resharing. So, so do you some of those just for fun. And it just means a lot to us. So thank you for that. Make sure that you head over to beckyhickens.com. And when you go to the blog, you will see the show notes for this particular episode and get out there crush it like a boss, organize like a boss because of this new way of thinking about it. Know that we are cheering you on. You've got this and you get to think about how you do life. And you know what I think? I Um, think they're doing a pretty good job. You're doing awesome. Yeah. You guys are doing way great and we love you for it. I have to go though because now I'm going to go color organize my closet. So Uh, Roy G. Biff for the win. Roy G. Biff. All right, guys. We'll be with you later. Bye-bye. Why do you have a plaque from Taylor that says boss? Boss lady or boss something? Does he maybe subtly want you to know that he thinks that you're bossy? I am bossy, but I think that's partially why he loves me. I think sometimes bossy is bad, but it also endears him. It's both. Mm -hmm. It's all of it. And he's rarely bossy. But when he is bossy, it's kind of hot. Which is funny because he's a boss. <laughs> he is a boss. He's a literal boss. And when I look at him be a literal boss, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. I can't even stand it. Do you know that my nickname growing up was Bossy Becky? And we have the it same was? name. So this wasn't your nickname. No. But I was Bossy Becky, like legit Bossy Becky. I had five brothers. I had to like hold had my to ground. Handle, handle that business. I had to handle that like a boss. And I was bossy. It's no wonder you're organized. You had to right? be, or you would have drowned in the filth of the boys. It's like I'm equipped to do this. You were called Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farms, and I was called Bossy Becky. Yeah. And also, I won the Sunshine sure. Award in kindergarten. And also, I got Most Spirited Cheerleader and the Optimist Award. I'm seeing a theme. And wow. you know what's funny? I didn't Little realize. Positivity. I didn't realize positive. that that was like a gift I had until yeah. maybe last year. Whoa. Like I have gotten award after award for the same thing. I I That's clearly just thought they were so all full of garbage. Funny. Because I, I was like last year during cancer was like, whoa, I am a positive person. And then as I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, wait, I got that award oh, every single year for my entire life. Why has this never occurred to me before? Okay. How's that a uh, licorice? I'm really in love. Like I can't even. And it's time to go. It's 1150. It's 1150. Oh, we got to be there at 12, not 1215. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, look at us. We did it. Yay. Woo.